Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Aguero! He's got it! He's got it! Here's Aloisi for a place in the World Cup. Oh, I see it! You're back on the Racing and Sports Punters Pod this Friday, August the 26th, where we'll help you scratch that betting itch by stitching a rich patchwork of supercharged value action. Jimmy Buckley here off the back of another tongue twister as we settle in for a weekend preview of that devilishly unpredictable round ball game for which... I'm joined, as always, by diehard Red Devil Ken Rutherford, who, it must be said, has an extra spring in his step as of Tuesday morning earlier this week. If the inter-office rendition of Glory, Glory, Man United is anything to go by, welcome, mate. Yes, uh, my, my tonsils were fair, uh, yeah, flinging the red and the white and the glory, glory, weren't they, on Tuesday morning? Thank goodness for that. Now, a week is a long time in mm. uh, in the round ball game, and that's a, a precious three points to claim in front of the faithful at Old Trafford just to get the season going. Yeah, look, it's, uh, they were precious points, weren't they? I think United, before the game, James, were $5.20, something like that, head-to-head to, to beat Liverpool at, at home at Old Trafford, so if any punters... Had a lazy 20 or 30 on that, good on you. Uh, I certainly didn't. I didn't share any confidence at all there in terms of Manchester United getting home against Liverpool on uh, on Tuesday morning Australian time. But we got this. The big thing for me was the energy, the enthusiasm, the, the, the pace of the game that United played and whether they can continue that through the course of the whole season. We have to just have to wait and see. Tough match against Southampton coming up. Southampton's a place they've gone to in the old days of St Mary, or the Dow, the old days of the Dow, yeah. now St Mary's of course. One game in particular, I remember they changed their strip at half-time. Remember that? They wore a, a grey away strip. I think they were 2-0 down at half-time. And Fergie got them to change into something else. I think it was a blue or a black colour at, uh, at half-time. They came out and won the game. So there's always something happens down there at Southampton. A good mate of mine in South Africa, Terry Payne, I think. Terry was part of the 1966 uh, England World Cup squad. I think he played the first game against Northern Ireland, uh, then didn't play again. But Terry's still going strong, does a lot of uh, TV work for Supersport in South Africa. And uh, Terry, I think, had, has got more games for Southampton than any other player, something like 900 appearances. And whenever Man United plays Southampton, there's always a few texts firing, firing across the, the Indian Ocean. So uh, no doubt there will be again today. It's a, it's a game that's very hard to predict, and the odds are 425 Southampton, 175 Man United, 390 the draw do reflect that. That's shades of the mighty ducks changing the uniform at half time and coming out and turning things around. I love that. It's uh, like you say, a, a fun trip all the way down the road to Southampton. They wouldn't have too many further away days, I would have thought, in the Premier League this season, Man United. But just to, to bring the listeners up to date on everyone's favourite soap opera. Uh, in and around that uh, marvellous victory over Liverpool earlier in the week, uh, Casemiro has joined the club from Real Madrid. Anthony is potentially on the way for almost 85 million quid, which is, uh, just for a bit of context, roughly what Liverpool paid for Nunez, and on par with the initial amount France offered in aid relief to the Ukraine back in March. So there you go. Uh, the world has gone mad. Ronaldo is still there on his 400,000-odd pounds per week salary and very much still trying to be offloaded. Bruno Fernandes has been called out for continued on-field grubbery. There's talk that Chelsea are eyeing off benched United captain Harry Maguire and uh, the Red Devils 
uh, eagerly awaiting tonight's Europa League draw to see what their European fortunes potentially look like later on this season. Never a dull moment there, Ken, is there? No, there's not. And, and look, there won't be a dull moment full stop in, in, in English football throughout all the leagues, really, over the next uh, five or six days. I think the transfer window finishes Wednesday coming, so it's about another five days until that business part of the season uh, does close. Now, you can talk about Manchester United. I want to I deflect those <laughs> comments, James. Deflect. <laughs> There's teams like Everton. What are they going to do in the transfer window? What are they going to do? Will they go after Chris Wood now that uh, Man- uh, Newcastle United have got the Swedish striker yeah. from I think from Marseille, one of those one of those uh, teams. Yeah, Sixty million pounds too, by the way. Unbelievable. Looks a good player, mind you. West Ham United. What will they do in, in the transfer window? Uh, there's a few other clubs as well who who haven't done a lot of business. Leicester City. My goodness gracious me. Will they let Fafana go to Chelsea for big money? And if they do. Are they going to spend it straight away? They've only got a few days to think about this. They're in dire straits, Leicester City, in terms of uh, really strengthening their squad. And uh, and Wolves is another side that, that mm. badly needs a striker. Then you look at a side like Nottingham Forest, who have just signed, I think, their 17th player for the summer. Mm. So some clubs seem to have done well and got it right, this uh, transfer window. Mm. Some clubs, just they just keep missing out, mm. unfortunately, for them. And that really has the potential to shape their fortunes over the course of a Premier League season. And like we've seen already, the likes of Everton and Leicester could well find themselves in relegation trouble, which could, could I mean, that could change the fortunes of a club for decades to come, really. So it's important they get this little period right. And no surprise, if you look at the odds for the sack race for the first manager to to be uh, yeah, to lose his job during the course of the season. I think Rogers is odds on now at around dollar seventy, dollar eighty, and and I think Frank Lampard's at about three to one. I think they're the first two in betting. So, no surprise there. The business they do in the next five days will ultimately, to some extent, anyway, to a large extent, decide their fortunes, perhaps. Now we move straight into another bumper round of Premier League action. Has anything caught your eye this week, Ken? Well, there's an obvious one which, uh, as a past bookmaker, James, I'd be uh, sweating on. That's uh, a multi, uh, a few short price favourites, which you just think will get home. You just know, you know, they, 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 this should happen. This five-legged multi, Liverpool at a dollar and ten cents against Bournemouth, Manchester City at a dollar and eighteen cents against Crystal Palace, who I actually think are a good side, Chelsea at a dollar and forty against Leicester City, Spurs. They're away from home at uh, the City Ground in Nottingham. They're a dollar forty-four head to head against Forest, and Arsenal uh, at home against London neighbours Fulham, and they're a dollar thirty. So if you multiply all those five odds together, James, you get three dollars and forty odds around about your multi. Now everyone's going to take either the five legger. They might drop one team out, maybe a Chelsea or a Tottenham, but you think that's going to be a very very popular choice. And and five selections which look reasonably obvious for mine. A couple of banana skins here. I don't know if Man City will absolutely win easily against Palace at home. And I think Forrest will put up a bit of a fight against Spurs. That's a nice multi. I think I think that looks pretty good, especially for $3.40. Mick Bennett, our uh, English Premier League correspondent, is quite clean on Spurs as well, actually. He's uh, he's keen to take the Tottenham halftime full-time double at $2.25 mm. and doesn't mind the look of Son to score any time at $2.15. I think that is a, a potentially tricky match for Spurs, but eventually class is going to shine through in this kind of game, I would have thought. That multi I gave you, the five-legger one, by the way, is not mine. That's that's one I think which the punters will yep. gravitate to just simply because it looks it looks almost too obvious. In mm. a way, as a bookmaker, you don't mind 
the punters taking those sorts of odds and, and molding them up, parlaying them up. Because uh, you've got to think, all you need is a draw somewhere along the line, and punters don't like backing draws. You're going to step up to the plate as a bookie in that situation. But there's other matches, really tight matches. Wolves at 265, Newcastle at 270, the draw 320. Wolves, I watched them play Spurs last Saturday evening. They're well organised. They just lack someone up front to be the, the bearer of goals for all their hard work and the, and the other two-thirds of the, of the football field. Newcastle United, boy, they are doing some great business in the transfer window. They are extremely well coached. There's no doubt about that. I mean, they seem to have two or three different systems they can play to, given the opponent that they're playing against. I can see that game being very, very tight at Molineux. He's doing a great job, Eddie Howe. In, in what was seemingly the almost impossible job, I think he's, he's taken it and run with it. I read during the week that the Saudi sovereign fund or whatever the hell it's called that owns mm. this club is worth about $500 billion. Right. So uh, they're certainly not short on the purse strings if they need to tug a few. No, they're not. But they do look for the first time for, dare I say, decades, probably, probably since Keegan was in charge of, of Newcastle, they look as though they've got a settled whole club. Mm. There's, there's not s- some sort of splintering going on and factions are occurring as always seem to be the case in the northeast. They seem settled and, and Howe seems to have the confidence of the owners and, and the team are playing well. They had a very good win midweek actually in the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup. They won all down, I think it was against Tramere, weren't they? And um, Chris Wood, the Kiwi, of course knocked one home in the last, in the 55th minute to, to, for them to win 2-1. It was interesting to read Howe's comments after that match. He, he said they're going to be absolutely fair dinkum about the Carabao Cup. Now we know some Premier League sides treat it as a bit of a offshoot. It's probably the fourth of, of four trophies that are all keen to win during the course of the season. But Newcastle, he was talking about you know, their supporters deserve some silverware. They haven't had some for a while. So they're going to be right into it in terms of the, of the Carabao Cup. I didn't check their odds of their competition, but they'd be worth following. Yeah, worth a look, I think. Now, Mick Bennett likes the draw in this game, $3.20. Can you see anything else happening here, Ken? Just that it's going to be tight, and I'd probably go under the two and a half goals, to be honest. I, I think all we know, we've talked about before, they're struggling to score. They're very strong defensively. I mean, that first 50 minutes they play against Spurs last Saturday night, Spurs didn't really look, get a look, and it wasn't until they really just upped their urgency and energy in the last sort of 40 minutes of the game that Spurs got home against Wolves. Otherwise, it was looking like a draw. So, yeah, Mick's pretty keen on the 320 about the draw. I wouldn't talk you out of it. Yeah, now, is there anything else uh, that caught your eye in the, the Premier League this weekend? Well, my multi for the weekend, just to go over that, James, so it's 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 a bit confusing. I've, I've gone the handicaps, which I'm yeah, pretty keen on. And, nice. and I mentioned earlier, I don't mind Crystal Palace. I don't mind Notts Forest. I'm not saying they'll win. I don't think Palace will beat uh, Manchester City. I don't think Forest will beat Spurs. I think they actually might get a draw. But both those sides are competing very well. And we know Crystal Palace drew with Liverpool Anfield. A couple of weeks ago, we've seen Forest play. They look very well organised. They should have beaten Everton last weekend. It was just a, mm. a lapse of concentration in their defence in the last five minutes that cost them the three points in that game. So I'm keen on both of those two teams at the handicap. I'm keen on the plus three about Crystal Palace at $1.57. So basically, Crystal Palace at plus three have to not lose by more than two goals. Mm-hmm. And they, or if they win or if they draw, then the, then the bet's a winning bet. So $1.57 about that. And the same bet type, Notts Forest at plus two. So as long as they don't lose by more than two goals, so they lose by one goal, it's a draw or a Forest win. That's $1.62, punters, that price. And Brentford, I'm throwing in, keeping it simple, in the head-to-head price at $2.02. They're playing Everton at home at Brentford. Everton, three seventy. The draw, three thirty-five. I'm keen on the Bees. They look good. Not just, obviously, their win against Man United, 4-0, they were impressive. 
They look well organised, they look well coached, and I think they'll beat Everton. I actually think two dollars and two, even money about them, they should be about dollar seventy five, dollar eighty. I think Everton aren't great, they're awful. They're lucky to get home during the week in the Carabao Cup with Everton. I can see the bees winning and winning well. So multiplication there, James. Two oh two about Brentford, plus three Crystal Palace in the handicap, dollar fifty seven, plus two Knotts Forest at dollar sixty two. I'm going to do some quick calculations. I reckon it's about $4. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Mick Bennett agrees with you on the Brentford front, the $2.02. I mean, that's a fantastic price if you look purely at the form of both sides right now. Brentford have started in fantastic fashion and Everton are really, really limping along. I mean, like you say, they were very lucky to get that late equaliser last weekend against Forest. That looks like a fantastic price. Yeah, the odds are about 4-1. to one. Some multiplications not too bad. $5.13, <laughs> to be honest, the odds there. So pretty keen on the other games that the punters will be keen to have a look at. Brighton at home, $1.85 against Leeds, four twenty. The draw, three sixty. Both those two sides have played well. Your Leeds, mate, they've been impressive. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. Manager Jesse Marsh. He's someone. I guess he would have endeared himself to all the Leeds fans straight away, would he? You know, he's got a bit of an arrogant tinge to him. But, yeah. but they'll be loving his work now. I mean, he's got that team firing. Yeah, the amount of energy that he's brought. It's it's been uh, very very infectious. I actually like uh, the over two and a half goals in that game mm-hmm. at a dollar eighty two. Both mm-hmm. sides are playing an incredibly up tempo brand at the moment. And uh, there's no reason why either of those teams are going to stop scoring goals now. Uh, that'll be one of the more entertaining games, I think, of the round. Mm. Definitely worth a look. And, yeah, two of the sides that have started in fantastic fashion. The, the, the one more, uh, Mick Bennett has one more play for us here, and he's uh, he is a hammer, Mick. We've got to remember that. But, but okay. he, he's picked West Ham to, to get it done this week Three, away at Villa Park. 320 Yeah, $3.20 mm. against Aston Villa. And to be fair, that, that win overnight uh, for West Ham in the Europa League probably adds a bit of credence to that. I think they've finished up 6-1. Victors uh, against Viborg, I think it was, perhaps. So yeah, it was. Their goal-scoring woes are non-existent when it comes to Europa League qualifying, but uh, they're mm. still yet to find the back of the net, I think, in three matches in the Premier League. So Mick's backed them to finally get it sorted. I was thinking about this game yesterday, Aston Villa. I mean, where do you see Villa at the moment? I mean, Steven Gerrard, big expectations. Gary McAllister is number two. Terrific pedigree. They just seem to be not quite fully clicking at the moment, Villa. Yeah, there was an assumption, I think, before the season started that they were really set to take that next step. They were going to push very hard into the top 10 and maybe even hang around on the cusp of those European places. Mm. It just hasn't happened like that. But but I think that that goes to show you just how tough a league it is. Mm. When you look at the likes of Brighton and Brentford and, and Leeds United, some of these sorts of teams who uh, have just started with an absolute bang, and if you're half a yard off, and Villa, they're still trying to bet in some of the new signings. I think he doesn't know exactly how best to use Coutinho mm. at this point. He hasn't quite fit into the system. So very much still some teething issues there. And the one thing I think you can say about Stevie Gerrard is that from the outside looking in, despite what he might say, Villa still seems to me, for him, in terms of his managerial career, a stepping stone yep. towards Liverpool. Which, I mean, that just seems to be... The game plan. So, uh, mm. you know, without taking anything away from Stevie G, maybe he's maybe he's only ninety percent invested himself. It's not a stepping stone, surely, if he's not successful at Villa. He's got to have some success at Villa. I mean, yeah. if, they're, if they're a bottom half side, which they shouldn't be, considering the investment they've made since he's been there, you've got to think as a Liverpool supporter that uh, maybe there's 
a few doubts about uh, Gerard's ability to, to manage sides. I agree. This is his most important season yet, I would have thought, as a manager. Mm. I mean, he, he's getting a full crack at Villa this season. He came in midway through last time around, and those few years that he spent at Rangers, granted he was up against uh, a superior Celtic side for most of that, he did still lead them to a, a title, which was which was brilliant on his part, but... Managing the second biggest fish in a tiny pond is much, much different to coming down to the Midlands and trying to take a historically large club that has been floundering probably for about two decades mm. uh, into the, I guess, the top ten and maybe the top six or seven of, of the English league. So he is tested this season and I think we're going to find out a lot about his managerial capabilities. Speaking of the promised land north of the border... The yes, Scottish Premier League, uh, and we must mention too, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, but uh, well done to Rangers for getting themselves into the group stage. They went to PSV and they won midweek 1-0, yes. which was a fantastic result for them. But so two Scottish sides in the Champions League group I stages. Gonna, I was just going to say that. This will be the first time they've had two Scottish teams mm. in the final stages of the Champions League for some time, I, yeah. I would think. Good result, though, to go to Eindhoven and oh. to, to beat them. Uh, in history, of course, managing Eindhoven these days. Now, Rangers have drawn a tough-looking tough group. Group A, uh, Liverpool, Ajax, Napoli and the boys in blue from Glasgow. Now, dollar thirty-three about Liverpool in the group bidding, I notice. Six dollars, five to one about Ajax and Napoli. And Rangers all of 33 to one, can you believe, to win that group. So top two teams, of course, go through to the final stages, or the next stage anyway. Liverpool, dollar thirty-three, very, very short. I note the Liverpool is six dollars and fifty cents uh, about them winning the whole competition with Manchester City at, at three twenty-five, PSG at six dollars. The the two tightest in the market, and the two bridesmaids really, PSG and Man City, for this competition. Gee whiz, I mean, you'd struggle to take six dollars fifty about Liverpool at this stage, wouldn't you? Correct. And I was looking through the the odds. Oh, obviously, the draw was only made overnight Australian time, and the the next one on betting is Bayern Munich at seven fifty. Then you're out to Real Madrid around the nine to one ten dollar mark. So. Barcelona, Chelsea and Spurs at uh, 16 to $1, $17. So interesting prices. You maybe feel that this is Manchester City's year. They've they've got a reasonable group, to be fair. Look, they've got Seville at, uh, and uh, Borussia Dortmund who are <laughs> tight on their heels in the group betting at nines and eights. I'm being sarcastic. $1.17 about Man City to win Group G. FC Copenhagen makes up the, the group being the fourth side at 101. So you've got to think Man City, and, and plenty of stories, of course, around um, uh, Borussia Dortmund being the opponent with Erland Haaland, of course, coming from Dortmund uh, off-season. It's amazing how some of these groups fall out. Like, what are the chances mm. that City land in there with Dortmund? That's just that's just very poetic. It is, and it'll be all on for young and old, you think, wouldn't oh, it? Absolutely, um, yeah. I guess the business, it's, it's amazing to see what was what will happen with Bernardo Silva over the next four or five days, whether he decides to, to go. Gee, he's a good player, that guy. I mean, he's he can play wide and the right where he prefers to play and cuts him off his left foot. He scores some great goals, he, some some great assists. So he's, he's like da, he's in that David Silva sort of role, hasn't he, and, and, and since Silva's left and... He can play wide in the left as well, in a more traditional left footer's role up front. He just doesn't like Manchester by the sounds of it. Yeah. He just wants to go somewhere else. And uh, I'm sure that Guardiola will be keen to hang on to him because in terms of Europe, he's he's outstanding. Is there anything that caught your eye in the Scottish Premier League this weekend? Look, I think Aberdeen will win. They were good last week against St Johnson. I expected more goals in that match, but they only won 1-0, albeit away from home. And they're back at Pataudry over the course of the weekend. The head-to-head odds are around $1.80 against Livingston, who are around the 4 dollars 475 mark. 
I think Aberdeen will win and win well. I think Mavotsky will score the North Macedonian, and I can see a two-goal margin. The two-goal margin on the handicap minus one is at $3.25. So if you if you don't want to take the risk of the higher odds, punters just take head-to-head price around the 175, 180 mark around Aberdeen. Otherwise, it does look Rangers. It does look Celtic at short odds, about about $1.16, $1.15, I think. I know you're keen, though, on uh, some value, James. Yeah, I quite like the look of the $3.30 with Ned's about St Mirren down at Paisley against Hibernian. Now, Hibs have really, I think, been quite poor over the course of the, the four games this season. They sit on five competition points. Four of those they've managed to salvage beyond the 90th minute. They scored a late winner against St Johnston and then they scored late equalisers against Rangers and Hibs. Now, those last two results are pretty good efforts, I would have thought, against two of the best sides in the division. But they just haven't quite clicked, I don't think, this season, Hibs. And this is a tricky little trip down to Paisley against a side that's won its last two St Mirren, they went to Dundee United last weekend, I think, and they won 3-0. Now, granted, the poor old Tangerines uh, have come off uh, the ultimate roller coaster. They beat AZ Alkmaar 1-0 at Tannadice, and then they went over to Holland and they, uh, I think they got beaten 7-0, and that was, uh, that was the end of their European adventure. They were clearly a little bit flat after that. St Mirren took full advantage, went over there, banged in three goals, took the points to move them well and truly up into the middle of that Scottish Premier League table. I think this is a tricky one for Hibs. They've got to go all the way across the other side of Glasgow. Mm. They're up against a side with their tail in the air. There'll be a good crowd out there at Paisley. Uh, I just reckon that $3.30 is probably worth uh, just a little throw at the stumps. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. I think... uh well, Hibs got the last-minute equaliser, didn't they, last week? So there's a bit of euphoria there. But no, I think St Mirren, two wins in, in, in the last two games, yeah. they must be a chance there. Their confidence is sky high. Oh, absolutely. And why not? I mean, take the informed side, especially at this time of the year when it's still nice and sunny and the days are long and you don't have to worry too much at this stage, hopefully, about inclement weather, especially over in the west of Scotland. So uh, I don't mind the look of that. Is there anything else that you like, Ken, or should we wrap this up? I'll be getting up early tomorrow morning because I think there's uh, an outstanding match in the Skybet Championship tomorrow. Punters, uh, Luton Town, who have been slow starters to the season. We know under manager Nathan Jones, who was the manager of the year in the Skybet Championship last season, they did very well. They just missed out on a playoff spot, or did they get one of the last playoff spots? They, they might have. They might have fallen they in. Might perhaps. have fallen in and played. I think they lost in the first round mm. of the playoffs, perhaps. But they were a surprise package last last season. They're a team that I think they got one of the lowest total salaries as a group of players as a squad in the in the whole league. It's something like five million pounds, something which is minuscule compared to the likes of Middlesbrough, Sheffield United, and others. They're playing Sheffield United, uh, Luton Town. $3.20 to draw about the same price and two ten. I think it is about Sheffield United. Sheffield United, as you'll know, have started quite well. They're leading the competition. Luton are about third last. So if you purely look, as a lot of punters do, at where the teams are in terms of the competition, and just look at the ladder, you'd think that Luton Town should be 4-5-1 to one probably, but always hard to beat at Kenilworth Road, and I can see them turning things around. I'd, I'd be keen to take the head-to-head price about three twenty, but for you, once again, but less risk-keen. Double chance. Take Luton in the draw at dollar and sixty cents. Throw into a multi over the course of the rest of the day's punting, everyone, because I think Luton are a good chance to get their season up and running tomorrow morning, Australian time, five a.m. Stick the TV on, get the bacon, and the eggs cranked up, big <laughs> cup of coffee, and away we oh. go. The day's punting starts early tomorrow. Don't worry about that. <laughs> what a great way to usher in the weekend. Now uh, I have I have a bit of a 
cheeky, dirty Friday night special, which I'll throw out shortly, but let's uh, just recap <laughs> everything we've gone through there before we get to that. Now, Ken's multi of the weekend. Crystal Palace uh, plus three. On the handicap. On the handicap, or, or plus two and a half, I guess, in the yeah, old the old Asian the handicap. Old That's a dollar fifty-seven. Knott's Forest plus two, or plus one and a half in the old uh, the old handicap. A dollar sixty-two into Brentford to win two dollars and two cents. All up, that uh, that gets you nearly five bucks, I think. Five thirteen. Yeah, beautiful price. That Ken's also keen on Wolves and Newcastle to go under two and a half goals, uh, expecting a very tight game there. Aberdeen to continue on their winning ways. They're a dollar eighty at home to beat Livingston. Uh, we like the look of St Mirren. Just a little bit of a throw at the stumps there. Three dollars thirty to beat Hibbs down at Paisley. And just a little banker maybe. Take uh, the double chance. Luton or the draw. A dollar sixty against Sheffield United uh, early tomorrow morning. To recap, Mick Bennett, he likes Brentford as well at that two dollars and two quote. He likes West Ham to turn things around. Three dollars twenty to beat Villa. He likes a draw between Wolves and Newcastle at about $3.20, and he's keen on Spurs against Forest. He likes Spurs half-time, full-time double at $2.25, and he likes Son to score at any time at $2.15. And for anyone that cannot wait for all of that, I've uh, traipsed all the way over to the Greek Super League for the Friday night special, and I like the look of Ionikos FC to win against Levadiakos paying $2.10. Now, Levadiakos were promoted to the Greek Super League last season as champions, but they copped a uh, humbling 3-0 whack away at Eris for their trouble. Ionikos finished 11th last season before the league split, and they actually finished the year with five wins in a row, which moved them all the way up to, I think, seventh position on the ladder. They uh, they started their season with a pretty tough assignment last weekend. They had to go to Panathinaikos. They were down only 1-0. They might be able to take a bit of heart out of that. Coming back home, I think $2.10 for Ionikos FC to win that game is pretty good value. So if you can't wait for uh, for all of the Premier League and the Scottish League action to start, then uh, take a trip to Greece tonight. Ken, thank you very much once again, mate. Been a pleasure as always. Looking forward to the weekend. I mean, across all sports, we've got uh, major things occurring. I mean, the NRL's yeah. heading up. Uh, AFL get a bit of a rest, don't they? Yeah. Um, Rugby Union, two test matches tomorrow. Adelaide Oval, uh, the Wallabies take on the Springboks. Um, good afternoon, rugby too. It's about 3.30 kickoff Australian time. Then the All Blacks take on Argentina. And the US Open tennis starts on Monday, James. So yeah. get ready to come to work early in the morning. Get the TV on, away we go, mate. I see Kyrgios has got Kokonakis <laughs> in the first round. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Again, the uh, the gods work in funny ways when it comes to sport, but we'll look forward to that. Thank you, Ken. We'll talk to you again next week, and until then, happy punting.